Welcome everyone to the newest and youngest gaming podcast on the net. I am your host Philip Carlisle and you are tuned in to The Last City Radio, episode 14. Remember guys, if you want to become a sponsor on the show, all you got to do is click that right button. From there, you can help this platform grow to new heights, whether it's getting new equipment, paying with special guests on the show, or even getting that ticket to E3 or PAXIS and GuardianCon and interviewing your favorite developers all right let's get into it so guys this week at bungie now i have been away just to give you guys some clarification and uh some updates on where i've been i've been away a little bit been very busy with my job and everything um so finally getting back to the mix i'm gonna start um getting back to the frequent of this week's at bungie's i'm gonna set a specific date so you guys i'm gonna keep you guys informed and when that will be so uh, i just keep in touch for this week at bungie we got actually a lot to talk about in such a little time so we're gonna get right to it so this week as we all know lord Salin is hosting the last iron banner of season of the drifter is the final uh this season rage is on this is your last chance to finish up any of the triumphs or maybe get the ridiculous emblem if you like to show off, you know, for nice uh, cosmetics or whatever. But anyway, uh, we'll have some slight changes to Iron Banner next season. We'll give you the full details on what to expect this week before Saturn returns to the Tower in Season of the Opulence. Now, guys, time to give you some uh, upsetting... <laughs> Some upsetting news when it comes to season of the opulence so there's some some of our favorite weapons and armors are going to the chopping blocks which is unfortunate i'm heartbroken about it so uh let's get it get into it so first up on the chopping block is the whisper of the worm so it says uh whisper of the worm was already adjusted in season of the drifter but an exotic that can generate an infinite amount of heavy ammo is still a gigantic outlier and renders many weapons irrelevant for certain encounters. While exotics are intended to be powerful and novel, bypassing the ammo economy can tend to force us to adjust enemies to compensate. This effectively results in sniper rifles as a whole being punished because of Whisper the Worm's unique ammo ability. As a result, we're removing the ammo generation ability so that we can increase the effectiveness of all of our snipers that don't have an endless ammo supply. White Nail pulls ammo from reserves rather than increasing it. A reserve ammunition increases to 18 without ammo reserve perks. I guess that's the only thing we can take out of that. You know, guys, I, I definitely want to take the time to talk about that. Um, Whisper the Worm has been everyone's favorite go-to uh, sniper rifle. It's not a heavy sniper rifle. And now that you're kind of, you're basically nerfing it to the ground. I mean, just with, the, with we're, what we're talking about now, I mean, that pretty much takes away the exotic perk. But I'll continue. I digress. Um, okay, so second on the chopping block, Sleeper Stimulant. And man, that's one of my favorite weapons. Okay, so it says, The reduction of bonus shot damage for Sleeper Stimulant is already present on several important enemies. 
We are now making the reduction part of the weapon. The difference in damage is too large between a single precision shot of sleeper stimulant and an angled shot that um, pierces the target and then also hits the target again with a bonus projectiles. Much like Whisper, we've had to adjust enemies around the but that potential. By making these changes a permanent part of the weapon, we can get into a more balanced position. So what they're doing here, guys, is they're reducing ricochet bonus damage on boss combatants. Modified um, precision behavior. So that means total damage is unchanged, but non-precision shots are slightly more forgiven. See, I gotta kinda, I gotta see this gun in action in order to really get my analysis on it, guys. Uh, it sounds terrible on paper, but I gotta actually see it and test it out in the field when they do change it next season. So, the third uh, thing on the chopping block is the beloved Lord of Wolves. <sighs> Let's get into it. So, the Lord of Wolves received a massive increase in damage with the full benefits of the shotgun changes in Season of the Drifter. This made it a lot more popular, but we got a significant amount of feedback that released the wolves activated on every kill made it difficult to control the weapons ammo compensation. As a result, we're allowing you to swap between the two states to control the output while also reducing its output slightly. So this is what they're doing. So PVE damage reduced by 20%. Release the wolves perk has been reworked. So basically, no longer triggers automatically on kill. This effect is now triggered by holding reload, similar to the fundamentals on Hard Light and Borealis. PVE damage and range bonuses on the on this effect has been removed and replaced with a universal damage bonus instead. Okay. I guess it was kind of necessary. We kind of seen that coming, you know. It is a wild card. It's a it's a wild card shotgun. It's a lot of people's favorite gun to go to. Um, it's very powerful, so I can kind of see where they're going. But when it does when it does have that perk, the release the wolves perk, it it is kind of you know hard to control. So I kind of understand uh, from that standpoint. Now, guys, this one I'm really kind of mad at in a way. Because this um, is just, it's not even, I don't even know why they decided to do this. But let me go, let me continue. So Ace of Spades. So Ace of Spades is pretty hot in the Crucible, only in PC. Um, and has been since an inclusion in Destiny 2 Forsaken. The number of perks on the weapon combined with the semi-permanent effect of Memento Mori gives the weapon too many advantages compared to other weapons. Now that Memento Mori ends when you stow the weapon, you'll need to make a decision on whether or not you'll keep the weapon drawn to retain the bonus. So Memento Mori now ends if the weapon is stowed. Okay. The PvP damage bonus of Memento Mori was slightly reduced to prevent two tapping guardians while vengeance on one-eyed mask perk was active 
okay but still that's like people who use titans it doesn't affect the people who uses warlocks or hunters but i i digress uh significantly you need four resilience to survive this memento more uh i just slandered that memento mori is active for six shots again up to up from five okay now guys let's get into the bread and butter and this is like gonna set upset a lot of people in the community a lot of com- people in the community because we all use this stuff okay so it says exotic armor along with the weapons above we will also be making some changes to some exotic armor pieces primarily we are paying attention to the pieces of exotic armor that grants back super energy we felt they are increasingly becoming uh, must-pick gear choices. Orb generation from teammates is meant to be the best way to accelerate your super generation. These exotics are allowing players to bypass the teamwork mechanic by, get, by generating a large amount of super energy without relying on other or players' orbs. Also, because these items are so overwhelmingly powerful, in situations where um, where players face off against large numbers of enemies, some activities were designed considering the use of armor, uh, such as Orpheus Rigs, which I love, uh, Phoenix Protocol, which I love, and Skola Dire Arkham Kara, which I don't have, but I love, um, and etc. This means if someone in your fire team doesn't have these super exotics equipped, the activity becomes far more difficult. We are making some changes to these armor pieces to try to uh, reserve their power fantasy. Really, power fantasy. You're taking away the fantasy anyway, so they're not going to be. They're going to be. The place is going to be difficult in any activity, in my opinion, and everyone else's opinion. Okay, moving on. Still leave them as valuable choices for difficult activities without making players feel like they must have them equipped or be at a huge disadvantage okay okay so here's what they're gonna say so super generation um exotic armor changes skolo dire ahamkara orpheus rigs and uh, phoenix protocol now receive super energy back with diminishing returns making it rare to get a full super back see this is the stuff like this is the stuff that I'm talking about, guys. Like, why? Why would you take that away? If you're going to do... Here's, uh, here's a side note. Here's a, here's a rant. If you're going to do this, then why don't you do some serious sandbox changes and reworks to the exotic... All these exotic uh, armaments that we don't use that are in the bushes. They're garbage start changing those like you were supposed to do but haven't done yet if you're going to do this and you need to bring up the other exotics that nobody really use or and rework them to for our advantage so we can start using them so we don't have to rely on those all the time you know what i'm saying guys but anyway let's get back to it so shards of galanor and ursa Rosa, i love those two um, had their super gain caps reduced to be um, in par- partially with other super exotic changes. 
Gwen's invest had its energy reduced from 15% to 8% for killing one to two guardians. Okay. Okay. Steel scales up similar to before when killing three or more guardians. PVE energy return remains similar to before. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, we're sympathetic about the fact that these changes we make is in the interest of balancing combat and game design can be jarring. Yeah, you think. Um, it was important that we have this conversation before you read the patch notes. We know many of you have a lot riding on day one of Season Opulence. Before this intel, we'll assist you in building the perfect monster killing machines for the next season to play. Okay, guys, so now I got to really, uh, I gotta definitely really, uh, go in on this just a little bit. So, as you guys know, for those who don't know, Season of Opulence will drop on June 4th. And June 4th, we're also gonna have um, the raid drop that same day, which hasn't happened since uh, Crota's in on Destiny 1. Okay, so, but it's gonna drop, um, I think it's like 4 p.m., if I'm not mistaken. 4 p.m., so basically we're gonna have like six hours to try to get our levels up. We know that the first encounter is gonna be 7.15. Okay, that's great. And of course, they're trying to take away the power of people holding Iron Banner bounties and stuff like that, just so they can give them an edge of jumping up their power level. Okay, that's cool, that's fine. It makes an even playing field. We get that. But with this right here, not only you're taking away the bounties, okay, that's good. We understand that. But now you're taking away a chunk, basically, what everyone raids with. And that's where everyone has a problem with Bungie. Because we just got the, um, you guys did so well last week. We got the, uh, the Outbreak Prime quest. Amazing quest. The Outbreak Prime is back. We love it. And uh, if you guys need some uh, tips on how to have a right build to go in there just uh, let me know and i'll definitely do a show talking about the builds but moving on um you guys did so well and to do this right here it's punishing the community for a small amount of people who use and abuse certain things and that's not right and now like it's gonna be very difficult for us to raid on world's first on June 4th because now that you've taken away everybody's go-to things but haven't boosted up any other things now that's going to become a problem because what are we going to use now now we're forced to try to figure something out now of course yes the hardcore is going to test it they're going to find another build to you know to use so that we can uh, be adjusted to it. of course that's what they do and they're the small part of the community, the upper echelons. That's what they're. That's what they're about. Your Glads, your Dados, your Fallout plays of the world. Okay, we get it. Um, but um, this right here, this is a bad move, you know. And the thing, especially with the Ace of Spades. Now we already know, PC, the Ace of Spades is dominating in there. 
fine. If you want to tune it, tune it only for PC. For PC, not many people are using it in in on consoles. Why did you mess with that in consoles? Now you mess it overall. You're kind of messing up the fun for everyone else. You know. Because you guys said one time that you wanted us to be powerful. Want to feel powerful. Feel that Destiny 1 vibe. But you're taking away the power from us. And forcing us to go back to what we was. You know. In D1. I mean in D2 vanilla. But I digress with that guys. So moving on. So um, the Bungie store has definitely um, updated. So now you can get the Trevor, uh, the repping Trevor shirt. <laughs> that little uh, trash compactor robot that chased you in um, in uh, the zero hour quest for the the um, outbreak prime. And you can also get these uh, the little comic book, uh, the comic ghost vinyl collection um, shirt. That's gonna be cool. All right, Sue. So, that kind of wraps that up. So, of course, like I said, oh, yeah, also, clarification this week um, is the final uh, invitations that are nine. There's a cutscene that's going to be with it. Spoiler if you don't know what it is, it's a cutscene that's going to be with it. So, um, definitely check that out. And, uh, yeah, that's something. I'm glad they're wrapping it up really well. Okay, so. Last but not least, let's move on to some Destiny known issues. So, uh, in addition to the known issues described above, we'd like to touch on the following issue being investigated in Destiny 2 right now. So, risk running and PC bird errors. Okay, we have investigated an issue where risk running may sometimes cause bird errors for PC players in the zero hour mission. Uh, for other known issues tracked by the DPS team, these are, yeah, we already know that. Okay. So, that is it for the TWAB this week, guys. Like, again, guys, start grinding. For I know you want to make sure you have a prep um, for a season of opulence. Um, so that way you can be able to come in and do the race. I know my, my clan, we're going to be prepping. We're going to try to do the race for the world's first. Because we want them title belts, man. We want those raid title be- belts and, those, and that flight jacket. You know what I'm saying? But, um, that being said, prep, guys. Do the Ascended Childers. And guess what? Um, another thing. They said that uh, you can't go in the last wish or scourge of the past during Season of Opulence um, first week until they complete... Um, the uh, crown of solver raid. So, but the one thing, the one trick is that uh, Shadow Throne is going to be out during that week. So you might want to go ahead and jump in that and get your level up. Um, so that way you'll be a little bit higher, at least uh, seven ten, seven fifteen. So that way you can be able to combat the enemies in there. So that's just a little tip, a little snippet. But anyway, guys, that is all, and I hope everyone have a wonderful morning. Remember, like I always say, if you're on the road, going shopping, taking that that daily run for your early morning workout, or even getting that um, heavy lifting, power lifting in the gym, you can always tune right here on The Last City Radio. That is all, guys, and I will see you in the Leviathan.